Hey, what happened, bro? Well, you tell me. Great you... morning, everybody. Great, great morning. <laughs> You're trying to set me off. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to start off and act like I care what happened and then just great. Back to what, the mornings. What happened? Got it. What happened? Um, nothing happened. All right. No, I thought another was... another beautiful day. A phenomenal day. Uh how's the trip, bro? Y'all, I just seen y'all was in uh Miami. Yeah, we were went to Florida for a couple days. Big little. Big I haven't been doing my pool Mondays, so <laughs> it felt good to. <laughs> good to get back in the sun a little bit but i was i got too busy for pool monday so i was too busy for this trip too but god we still went i'm too busy for pool monday so we're just gonna take a trip i didn't really i I fought it many times and finally it was if we don't take a trip then why are we even married caleb you know that that's what it was getting down to coop oh you oh so Okay, got it. So that happens to you too? Yeah, usually I win, but I just love how you had like really, bro? You just had a Oh, usually I win. Usually I win. I'm I got like an eighty percent win rate. Um yeah, that's pretty good. Eighty percent from the free throw line is pretty good. Uh but she's got a little leverage on me right now, so I like to push the trips. Later lev- into the year, Coop. What what leverage is that? She just, you know, she's she, she's 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 got leverage. Like she's when you tell someone, you know, no enough times that they're one step closer to that yes, you know. Um, but usually I like to go in like November, December, January, but because of uh, we got baby boy blue on the way. Um, you know, she wanted to get it, get it in a little quicker. Gotcha. So that was the leverage that she used. No. Oh, okay. I would have told you, Coop. Sounds good. No, you wouldn't have told me because <laughs> you you like to be right, even when you're wrong. It's all. It's all. That, yeah, God, that is so true, Coop. It's all. Good. That is I know so it, true. I know it's true, and I just let it be. I was like, "There's no arguing with this dude. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna pull up all the fake facts." Uh, so it's all good. I, I just let it roll. You know? Man, how are you doing? Enough about me. <laughs> man, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, Yeah, man, can't complain. Uh, a lot of moving parts right now with construction, but it's it's all good. Uh, started my weekly calls with uh, with Dave Bear. Um, hey, you're, you're more than welcome to jump on whenever, bro. So Yeah, yeah, I was at a, it's I was at a, a listing appointment today. It's all good. Hey, y'all heard the heartbeat or what? A listing appointment. Listing, listing. I thought you yep. said listening. I nope. never heard it, I got, but I thought it was it was you know whatever. It's all oh. good, but uh, yeah, started the calls. It was great. I know construction's been going. That's you're living life. It's no okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. But you, yeah, you, nothing. You, okay. What? What happened? Nothing. I thought you were going to argue with me. I'm not that you're not living life. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Episode 80s 85. Don't five. even screw it up, bro. Uh, 85. 85. Uh 
No, this actually might be 86. Uh, Let's just get into the podcast, bro. <laughs> let's, let's go. All right, episode 86, Cooper. Let's get let's get it started. Great morning, everybody. On today's episode, uh, we have an extremely successful and highly sought after coach and trainer and a rapid business growth strategist. Uh, he specializes in helping coaches launch, grow, and scale their business to six figures quickly by putting together automated systems that attract happy, high-paying clients. Uh, his primary focus over the next two years is to help 100 coaches earn their first 100K in, in business so they can quit their job and coach Full time. Love it. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Ben Bakayoko. Uh, let's go. That was good, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> ben, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate you giving us some time. Um, can you just tell our audience a little bit more about uh, who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Yeah, um, so... Um, one, I'm extremely honored and grateful to be on a, um, this podcast with you guys. So as you stated, my name is Ben and I'm a rapid growth strategist. And what I do is I help people that are overworked and underpaid with advanced degrees grow and scale a profitable coaching business. Um, and a little bit of my background is, hey, I was that guy that was um, overworked and overpaid, uh, overworked and underpaid. Um, I got an MBA degree, paid about um, six figures for that joker and I ended up working a job <laughs> where I was getting in customer service where I was getting paid 45k a year you know and prior to even enrolling in the MBA program I wanted to be like a motivational speaker or a coach but I just didn't know how to do it um, I didn't have a book I didn't have a course I couldn't figure out my target market and all that stuff so I kind of struggled for about like six years in the industry um, and this was the year that I was just like, yo, I can't do the job thing no more. And that's when I ultimately ended up quitting my job this year, April, when we went all out in the business and everything has been really um, uphill from there. So the second question was what I do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Who you are, what you do. And then the one, the one that don't, you know, don't gloss over it. Why, why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I do is kind of what you guys mentioned in the intro where um, I'm helping people understand, uh, especially people that are overworked, underpaid, and they have this advanced degree and they want to be a coach. What I'm helping them do, instead of coaching their friends and family for free, I literally teach them how to charge premium prices for their coaching program so they can earn more and less time while doing what they love. Mm. Yeah. Um and the reason why I do it is because that person was me, you know? Um, I've always had a desire to help people. I've always had a desire to grow and I just really didn't know how to do it. Um, and now I found, my, I found myself really serving people at a high level. And I used to think people wouldn't pay me as much as they're paying me now, mm. but people will pay if you solve a problem. And I'm solving a really big problem. Like we've paid, thousands of dollars for our education and the work we do doesn't satisfy us or fulfill us 
right? And I'm charging like less than 5% of what you would have paid for um, an advanced degree, you know? And then mm -hmm. you can grow a profitable business with it. Enjoy what you do. Enjoy the people you work with. Enjoy the people you serve. And eventually leave your job and do what you love full time. And so that's really exciting for me. Mm. Man, that's who I mean, we we I mean we could talk about the whole college thing for like five or six episodes. Um but Ben, let's uh so you made the leap uh April of this year. Uh like what what was like the mindset before like leading up to that that point? Like did you find somebody or like another coach to learn from like what what got you up uh, to the point where you wanted to go out on your own man you know what's so interesting about that question i've wanted to go um since i since i got the job i wanted to leave the job you know <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's just like i i kind of just settled um and i remember this year um in january was the year where um, I remember doing my taxes because I officially started coaching for real for real and getting paid coaching um, two years ago. Otherwise, I was just helping people for free, going to personal growth seminars and things like that, enrolling in some coaching programs, but I really wasn't finding any clients. But last year, I was able to earn about $7,000 coaching, and I was geeked about that. And then I remember filing my taxes this year and I was having a conversation with my accountant. Um, and he was just, and I remember him asking the question. I don't remember exactly what question he asked, but I was just like, yo, this is the year I quit my job. And I had never said that out loud before. I was mm -hmm. just like, it was COVID. I was home. Um, I was working in customer service. I was probably doing 50, 60 hours a week. And I was just like, yo, COVID is going to be over and I'm not going back to that office. Like I'm spoiled you being home with my wife and kids. I'm not going back. So I was just like, either by August, I'm going to either start working part-time at my full-time job or I'm going to be completely gone. And just like, I just said that to the universe. So my mind was just wired differently. And then it just so happens um, in April, one of my coaches or mentors like um, he's big in the personal development industry. And I don't mind sharing his name. His name is Eric Thomas or whatever. And I remember he never does one-on-ones. And this year was the only time he did one-on-ones. Um, and the one-on-one -on -one for like 30 minutes was about 3K guys. And I had never seen <laughs> 3K on a coaching session before. And I, like that was more than I earned in a month, guys. But I was just like, yo, I need this information. Here's a guy that's made millions in the industry that I want to uh, make millions in as well. So I paid my man 3K. And when I got on the conversation with him, um, he asked me a few questions. Um, what do you want? Why do you want it? And what's keeping you from getting it? Right? And he was just like, yo, I was just like, yo, I just want to make six figures this year. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he was just like, that's it? <laughs> and then two, he was what's preventing you from getting it? And I was just like, yo, I don't got the clients. And then four, he was just like, yo, what do you teach? What's your coaching program? And up until that point, like I was like a marriage coach, a personal development coach and all of these things. But I was never really clear on what I wanted to do. Um, but then having the conversation with him, he validated what I wanted to do. He said, yo, Ben, you're good enough. Like I've been watching you for about a year or two and you're good. You can do what you said you wanted to do. So that conversation with him infused me with the belief that, yo, what I have is valuable. What I have is good. I just got a package and a service. And, and sell it, you know? 
And mm. I haven't been the same since then. Like he literally gave me permission to do what I wanted to do. And it only took 30 minutes. There's, there's so much to steal Cooper's word. There's so much to unpack in there. Um, and so your last sentence was incredible too. The fact that for some reason, something inside of you needed permission to be, you know, pardon my French Cooper, badass, right? Like there was something psychological and all it took was you to, you know, like you said, speak it into existence and then uh, do this coaching session. Um, quick question. Um, ET's awesome. Coop loves him. I, I kind of follow a little bit from afar. When you are describing ET to someone who doesn't know who he is, what, what do you say about him? Um, when I'm describing ET to somebody that doesn't know him, what do I say about him? Yeah, so he, he's a speaker and a coach. Um, I've been following him for about 10 years. He initially started speaking at colleges and universities. Now he speaks for the NBA. He's, he, um, he works with athletes. He works with the NFL. And now he's mm-hmm. doing something really big in, um, around the school. So he's really helping school districts turn around now um, as it relates to coaching, the superintendents, mm. um, teachers themselves, and even working with the parents and the kids. So he's, he's really doing big things in the world and serving in a huge capacity. I didn't know that. What a mission. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. he's, he's a beast, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, ben, that, ooh, man. Okay, so my first question is what and you probably you you most likely alluded to it but like everybody was went through the whole 2020 right everybody the whole world did right um what what snapped in ben to say that comment that you said that once covid's over i'm not i'm not going back to work yeah um so what snapped in me, man? Yeah, I, I love that question. Yo, I, I, I came up with this thing where it's just like, I got an affirmation where it's just like, yo, Ben, you're never going to settle for less than you can be, do, share, create, or give. Never again, right? And mind you, um, my whole life I've been settling. My whole life I had that self, low self-esteem and no confidence. And what happened was, uh, well, another portion of the story that really made me quit my job, there was another conference that I had been going to for the past three years, and they had this um, exclusive um, coaching program. It's like a one-year coaching program. You got these exotic retreats. You meet in the world's wealthiest people. And every time I went to that conference, like they would introduce us to that program. And for some reason, each time they told me about that program, I'm just like, yo, that's not for me. That's for rich people. I got a nine to five. I could never afford that. Um, so I never even acquired about how much the program would cost. I was just like, it, nice. I got vacation days. And it's just like, um, it's not even enough. I don't have enough vacation days to even make all the trips, let alone pay for going to all the trips. I'm not even going to ask. But this year, I don't know, something shifted in me in January. I was just like, yo, I could at least find out how much this joke could cost. Um, so I did. So in January, when I was at the event, I asked how much it cost. And they told me, the program for one year will cost six figures. I was just like, wow, that's more than I make in a year. So my salary was 45K, made about 7K coaching, and I did a tremendous amount of overtime. And so um, last year, I ended up earning about $71,000, right? And I was just like, 
yo, that was a lot of work for $71,000. And I guess this is a bonus. One of my coaches told me before, Ben, did you know it's actually harder to earn $50,000 in a year than it is to earn $50,000 in a month? Mm. He said it's harder to earn $50,000 in a month than it is to earn $50,000 in a week. Then he said it's harder to earn $50,000 in a week than it is to earn $50,000 in a day. Blew my mind. I, I reflected on my past experiences. Like I'm literally overworked and overwhelmed and underpaid. And I was busting my B-A-L-L-S <laughs> in order to make that money. Like that was like 60, 70 hours a week. And I'm just like, yo, there has to be a better way. And this was not it. So when I asked him how much the coaching program was, he was just like, yo, this is not for you. Like, oh, you make this $45,000 a year ago with like one of the little entry level positions. I'm just like, he ain't even trying to upsell me. I'm just like, yo, my <laughs> man, you, you, you don't even know who I am. Like, he ain't even want my money. My money. The disrespect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I felt really disrespected, but I just like, I found out what it was. And I'm just like, yo, this year, um, by August, I set a goal. I'm going to find out how to pay for this. And I knew clearly working um, at my job wasn't going to, cut it out for me I also wanted to work with my on my physical fitness it's just like I was struggling to do that I remember just being able to read for t- to my daughter 10 minutes every night I'm just like yo that's dead to me I can't do that I wasn't going on date nights with my wife um my spiritual life was suffering as well I was telling God like yo I don't have the time or whatever to, to worship you and pray like I should I'm just like no it's not that you don't have the time it's that you're giving it away for for less than your worth you have the time your priority is just not in order. So I was just like, yo, something has to give this year. And then when I paid E that 3K, it's just like I turned into that transformer. Like, doop, 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 doop. that's the most I've ever paid for 30 minutes. <laughs> so I was just like, yo, that money is not about to go to waste. So I'm going to figure some stuff out. It was just like, that's it or nothing else. I was all in. And up until that point, like, I was just like, I hope things work out. I wish things work out. I'm afraid of failure all that doubt, like I killed all of that. And I'm like, I'm all in now. People, people will pay 3K for a night they won't remember. Mm. Mm. No doubt. Right? Yeah. Right? So, and, and, you know, you talk about, you know, your money and, you know, you should always get a return on your money or your time mm-hmm. and, and 30 minutes, whatever. I mean, from what we're hearing, it sounds like it was, it's an infinite return. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's powerful stuff. I like where this is going. Um, I lost, Coop, I lost my train of thought. I had a question. It's going to come back to me. So I'll let you go next. So when you paid, when you knew you were going to have to pay 3k, um, to Eric Thomas for 30 minutes, like what, what was going through your, through your mind? And and I was going to add, did you have to overcome any objections from your better half. Uh, oh my, my partner. No, my partner. Uh, all right, so let me start with Coop's question. Because <laughs> I've made a number of significant investments after that, right? So yeah. it was going through my mind, right? So I've been following ET for years, right? And I remember maybe like five years or eight years ago, his first conference was in like Connecticut. And an hour with him was like $500. And I wanted to pay that, but I, I, it took me too long to find the money, so I couldn't get it. Fast forward, he's charging. Oh, man, he told me on the call, he's just like, yo, for real. What'd you say, Ben? Yeah, there you are. Yeah, there you are. 
Can you guys still hear me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. He said usually um, he charges about 30K or 40K for 30 minutes, guys. Like he was doing me a favor. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, that's the GOAT right there. That's that's one of the best in the world. So it's just like I'm willing to pay for speed. I understand compressing decades in a day. So somebody that spent 10, 20, or 30 years learning their craft, they could literally give me these small, finer distinctions in a matter of minutes or hours. They literally... Um, six figures in a year. He was just like, that's it? Hmm. I was just like, no, that's big. He said, that's all you want to do? I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, really, that's small? He was like, absolutely. So it's just like, you want conversations with people like that. And what I realized, the hang up for most coaches is they want to charge premium prices for their coaching program. They want to make money, but they've never invested a significant amount of money into themselves. So I always tell people, leaders go first. So if you want people to pay you, you got to pay others to learn. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first step. That was my rite of passage into learning what it really takes in order to be the best coach in the world. Mm. So at that point, you had already verbalized it and you were that committed that it's likely that, you know, he could have said five, ten. You know, you were probably coming up with this money somehow. Yeah. Well, I actually had the 3K, so that was an easier investment. Uh, after that 3K with E, I actually ended up paying about 15000 to another coaching program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the one that actually motivated me to quit my job part frankly. So E was the gateway. That one was fifteen, and that was the most I had ever spent on a coaching program. And that one would only last three weeks. I mean, I said three weeks, three months. And I knew I had a job. I remember having a... Um, conversation with their enrollment specialist. Three months. But I remember him asking me, just like, yo, you say you're a coach, you're helping people, you're transforming their lives. Do you have your intellectual property on paper? I was just like, no, I just told people through my process or whatever, we have conversations and we figure it out. He was just like, you don't have a system in place? I was just like, no. But he was just like, well, how long is it going to take you to get the system? I was just like, um, if I'm committed and if I'm serious about it, three to four weeks, he was just like, yo, what's the problem with that statement, man? I said, if I'm committed, which insinuates I'm not committed. Mm-hmm. It was just like, if mm-hmm. if was a split, this is exactly what he said. We'd all be right. <laughs> mm. Right? Mm. Um, so a lot of times we're just not committed to our goal. And in that moment, I realized I wasn't committed. So something that I've been trying to do over the past two years, which is get my intellectual property on paper, actually build out my coaching program, I was able to do it in a matter of two days because I started to commit at a different level because I put that much money into myself. And then from there, I was just like, yo, I have a job and I want to do this coaching program. If I keep working this job, I'm not going to be able to invest the amount of time I need to into the coaching program so I can make the most of it. And that's when I made the decision to leave my job. Um, and you you asked about any objections from my significant other. She was super scared. Um, and what I actually ended up doing, guys, um, I don't recommend anybody else do this, but this was what was right for me because I knew in my heart and my spirit that job wasn't for me. I actually emptied out my 401k and I told myself and I told my wife, like, it's just like, 
I'm going all in in the business this year. Um, and based on what I had in my 401k, I was just like, yo, we could survive for about four months or six months. I got six months to figure this out. And I'm willing to take that risk. And it's going to be the best year of our life. I'm shook up right now, Coop. Go ahead. What do you mean you're shook up? Oh, I, I love it. I it's just lo- so I many it. little... Ben, you're shaking me up to that. There's so many. It all happened so fast for you, didn't it? Oh, really, really fast. Yeah, it was like 10 years of uh, sharpening the axe, right? Mm -hmm. And then like a year, six months where you just started chopping down trees. I just started making decisions, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go ahead, Coop. Well, you go. You wanted to talk about the, like his, like fast... Uh, rewind back to college for a little bit well so it's interesting that you know you, you had finally invested in you you started investing in yourself right and then because of that you started believing in yourself and having invested a significant amount of your time and money in an mba um why do you think that you know you didn't end up as the the ceo route or you know because you you had done the same thing technically you know right yeah, so for one, um, I, I, one, I think I got, so quick background story of me, like I, I went to an HBCU, I actually graduated summa cum laude from the HBCU that I went to in South Carolina, mm. and I was just like, I ain't going back to school after these four years, and I actually, ultimately, because my confidence was so low, guys, I only applied to one job, it was at Enterprise, I didn't get it, and I was shook, I was scared of any interviews after that, right? Uh, <laughs> um, after that um then that's when I got married and I had a daughter I was just like yo this is not going cut it like I'm I'm working super early in the morning super late at night and I'm literally spending no time with my wife and kids and that's when it occurred to me like yo baby you should do this MBA thing. My dad wanted me to do it anyway. And that's why I got the MBA degree because I mm. wanted to make money. That was the only motivating factor. So I thought I would get an MBA and get paid six figures after graduating and didn't work out that way. Mm. And then I knew I didn't want to be in the corporate American space. I just wanted to make money and it wasn't really fulfilling me, you know? And mainstream, I- mainstream kind of, kind of led you astray. Exactly. And it's only because I didn't have the confidence to do what I really wanted to do. That I was just like, yo, let me just settle for this. Mm-hmm. Mm, man. Ben, do you, man, that's, whew. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need some water right now. It's too much heat. Too much it's, a lot to pro, it's a lot to process. Yeah. Um, ben, do you feel, you know, like you're coaching now? We, we, and we still got to get to the business. Um, do you feel like that is, I don't want to say a problem, but, you know, how many kids or people you hear go to college, get the degree, and they end up in a job that's not even, like, half the amount they are in debt for, right? Yeah. Um. Do you feel like that, ha- like, the low self-esteem or thinking that that's going to make them money is the reason why people go as hard as they do in college? Absolutely. It's it's that assumption. Like we've all been taught that like go to school, get good grades, draft. It's not true. 
Yeah. It's, it doesn't really work out that way. Crazy. Crazy. Um, all right. So fast, Caleb, you good? Are we done with I'm the good? Go ahead. I'm good. Okay. So fast track. Um, so let's let's talk about the business now. Like, so you took the jump. Um, you've been in it for about six months now. Like, what was your epiphany moment, right, that you had that made you realize, like, okay, I definitely made the right move. What was my epiphany moment that made me realize that I made the right move? Yes. Hmm. Like the aha. Ask that question in a different way. What was the moment that you realized that you had made the right move? Your first big win. Oh, so you want to know what was my first big win? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So my first big win when I when I knew this was real, um, I, I was able to uh, when I started. I was able to enroll somebody in a five thousand dollar coaching program um, that I couldn't get to enroll in my hundred dollar coaching program just a year ago. I was just like, I'm changed. I'm different now. Mm. Like literally the same person. I just like a year ago, we had a conversation. I was the same guy, probably same tools. I could help them in the same way, but I just didn't have the confidence, the skill set um, to really help my man. Um, where he was just like, yo, I see the. You're going to have to call for 5000 And my man coughed it up. I was just like, what? This is real. This happened. And that was literally a month after I quit my job. I'm just like, I'm so. Mm. That, that, like, and all I had to do was talk to my man once a week. <laughs> so it's just like, I literally replaced my, um, my income. To X that joker. The first month after I quit, I'm just like, uh, I'm on this. Where did, how did you get from, how'd you get from there? to the point where you know you, your your clients were coaches versus you know just because I'm sure you know, I think you said earlier you know you were kind of like oh I, you know some marriage coaching some of this some of that like how did you hone in you know, your target client oh uh, yeah um so you know that's when I got paid that five thousand that's when I really realized who my target client was mm. where I realized like yo I just created a system because up until that point, I was just like, I'm just this personal growth guy. But when I reflect on my story, you guys kind of asked my why. I was just like, yo, I've been trying to crack the code on this personal development industry for at least the past six years. I've been coaching for the past two years, for real, for real, like really like a side hustle. And then here I am. I just went from charging $100 per coaching session to charging $5,000 for a coaching program. I'm like, I know there's somebody out there right now that's working a job that they don't like. They're overwhelmed, they're stressed, and they want to do what I just did. I'm spending the next few years teaching people how to do that. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Um, man. So <clears throat> I was on Facebook, um, and this is this is why I reached out to you, Ben, because like we I had to get you on here and you had to tell like talk about your story. Uh you put a post up about 
one month. I don't know which month it was, but you made like forty five k. Last month. Um, and you you said a little post like you know I had quit my job a couple of months ago, like basically made my salary in one month or whatever. Um, my question is like, what's the like what's the like what does that do to you and your mind like your mindset now like knowing that you clearly um make as much as you did in a year now you can do that in a month remember that quote i told you earlier (laughs) which one which one you're giving us like (laughs) condensing decades into days or something quote i was saying where it's easier to earn 50k Oh, in a yep. month than it is in a year. I just did that Joker, and now I'm mm-hmm. just, I, like I want to do it in a week now and in a day. So that's where my mind is. But what it did for me, it didn't do much because here's what I realized on this journey to money. Um, I really understand that scarcity is a mindset now, mm. and wealth is a mindset. That's all it is, and the reason why I was. money before is because I thought it was hard to earn money. Mm. I believe people wouldn't pay me. I believe people didn't have money. So I was scared to ask people for their money. It was all in between my ears. It was all in my mind. And then here's what's so crazy. When that guy paid me that $5,000 for my coaching program, like I swear I balled up like a little girl, like, oh my God, he just paid me $5,000. What am I going to do? Am I really worth it? Can I really serve them? I was trying to overcompensate. I didn't think I deserved it, guys. It, it's a long battle working on yourself, right? And I know, and I know you're still going. You know what's what's the main thing you're doing right now to continue to to work on you know your mindsets, you know, coaching yourself, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm focused primarily on my mindset understanding how I'm wired and what I think and believe about myself and not entertaining mm-hmm. anything that's contradictory to the thing that I want and what I understand about wealth now. So yes, I want financial freedom. Like my goal, this is another thing that led me to quit my job over the next 10 years. I want to be fully, like I want absolute financial freedom. And what that means to me is make enough money to do what I want, when I want, wherever I want with whoever I want as much as I want without ever having to work again. And the number for that for me over the next 10 years is about saving $206 million, which is going to pay me annually about $12 million. This is multiple houses, multiple cars. Uh, So many charities, building so many schools, like that's my ideal lifestyle. And I gave myself 10 years to get there, right? Um, Mm -hmm. However, what I understand about wealth now when I say it's a mindset, look at my story. In Jan, in, there's a statement that says, all the power is in the present, right? So you want to appreciate the here and now. There's no better place than here because achieve, that'll become your new here and you'll simply obtain a new there. So most people think it's hitting their goals that make them happy, but it's literally the progress of growth. Mm. Yep, like, that's the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Everyone have a great night, <laughs> great day. It wasn't uh, wasn't that in uh, Tim Grover's new book, Winning? Um, 
were in, uh, I think he was talking about Kobe and how he said uh, enjoyed the process or he enjoyed the process. I mean, he's he's hitting on so many books that we've read, like the power of now winning. Uh, yeah, 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 relent- yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so- sorry, Ben, didn't mean to. Yeah, and the podcast. Yeah, we, yeah, I forgot. This is the Ben interview. Not yeah, my, <laughs> yeah. bad. my bad. No, no, y'all good, y'all good. I love, I love, I love the the banter and then going back and forth. Hey, um, how, how do you deal with uh, how do you deal with fear in your life now? Oh man, what's it called, bro? I'm 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 wiring myself differently. If there's anything about my personality naturally that you guys should know is that I'm an introvert. I naturally didn't like talking to people. I used to be scared to talk to people and I'm avoiding a risk. Mm. Now I'm just like F that because I've surrounded myself with the right group of people. And it's just like, I've, I've adopted a mindset from my mentor, right? He said, whenever you think you can't, you must. Mm. I got it. I got it right. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. Back up. Back up. Say he that. Said, say that again. He said, whenever you think you can't, you must, especially if it's good for you, good for other people and good for the greater good. Like if it's going to grow you, you have to. Yeah. But that makes me feel uncomfortable, Ben. So oh, no doubt. <laughs> so, okay. No, let's touch on this real quick. So Ben, so now that you are in in the mindset now, knowing that you have to take risk, right? Um, like I have, I follow another individual. He, so he says that when you're not taking any risk, that's when you're the most at risk. Oh, all right. Come on. All right, that's and, the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess my question to you is like being an introvert and like now, taking more risks do you feel like in some way you've reduced your risk oh man here's what's interesting right um i, I I'm, I'm from philly y'all, y'all get in me in my bag <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a meek mill song all right so here's what's interesting right um when i here's here's the story about how i quit my job i, I like to share stories um Initially, before I quit my job, I didn't want to take out my 401k. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to apply for a loan. I applied for the loan. I got rejected. I remember telling my coach, like, yo, I didn't get the loan. I don't think I can do this coaching program or quit my job anymore. He was just like, well, what do you want to do? I said, quit my job. He was just like, are you going to do it? I was just like, no. He was just like, you're letting your paradigm control you. Mm. That's your mindset, right? And just like, if you keep making decisions based on who you are now, you'll be in that right risk. You'll keep getting what you've always done. You can't solve, like Einstein said, you can't solve the problems you have with the same level of thinking that created them. So you literally got to think, act, and feel like the person you want to become. And he's just like, yo, Ben, I see who you are and who you want to become, and I see where you are now. So I wouldn't have made the decision to quit my job if I didn't have that coach. And when I made the decision, I was scared to make the decision. And I remember telling my boss, it's like, I didn't even say I wanted to quit. I was just like, yo, can I, I want some time more. It feels like how much time you need. I need like a month. He was just like, yo, you can get a week. And if you don't come back after that week, you fired. I was just like, I'm fired if I don't come back. And I almost wanted to say out of my mouth, I think I want my job back. I wanted to quit and they were going to fire me and I got scared. Right. Because that was my parent, that was my mindset. I believed I couldn't survive without a job. So for most people, it sounds risky quitting their job only based on 
their experiences, their mindset, their beliefs, and what they've been exposed to. There's actually no risk. I think um, it's their lack of understanding and coaching and resources that makes you feel like it's a risk. Because remind you, people who are further along than you, what you think is impossible, I used to think it was impossible to earn $5,000 in a month. Right. I've done 45K in a month. The right information, people and resources and desire. People put their own perspective as truth. Boom. Right. Yeah. Right. Whether, whether it, you know, money is an easy example, but you can even, you know, politics, anyone, you know, your perspective is your truth. Yeah. So to your point, you definitely need to be constantly exposing yourselves to not just any other perspective, but people who have the perspective further along than you perspective that you want. Um, powerful words, Ben, especially the, the no risk thing. You're making me real uncomfortable over here. Yeah. He's making me uncomfortable. And I usually, I'm usually the one that's jumping. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, right. That's no, crazy. Th- no, but- that, that's good stuff. Can, 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 I, can I even elaborate a little bit more? Go ahead, please. Yeah. Right, please. So one, um, with the belief before I talk about the risk, so you guys can really get it. Well, at least your audience can really get it. Um, but with the beliefs, um, the only problem with our beliefs is that we believe them. Mm-hmm. And the reason bar, we believe bar, them, oh, go ahead. I was going to say bar number 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the reason we believe them is because we don't question them. Mm. Because we don't question them, we don't reevaluate them. And because we don't reevaluate them, we can never change them. Right? So that's, that's the problem with our beliefs. However, um, I teach people um, what to call a concept called A, B, and C type goals, right? Um, I call them KTW. Um, and what that means is people set three types of goals. They set goals for what they know they can get, what they think that they can get, and what they actually want, right? Playing so it you, safe. Yeah, what you know you can do, what you think you can do, and what you want. So I'm going to break this down. So when you set goals for what you already know how to do, you don't grow. That's like you right now, while um, going for a job at like ShopRite or like a grocery store or something like that, just so you can make some money. There's no growth there. You're literally hustling sideways. You're doing something you've already done. That's why most people don't even like their jobs because you show up every day to do the same thing. There's no growth. There's no progress, right? So it doesn't make you happy. It's just giving you some monetary benefit that you don't even appreciate. Right. So that's the first type of goal. The second type of goal is what you think you can do. Here's the problem with what you think you can do. As a human being, you're capable of doing more than you think. So by setting that type of goal for what you think you can do, like I thought, like when I applied for my MBA program, I didn't know I could do that joker. Like I was hoping, like I didn't think I was smart. I went to an HBCU. I got a, um, what's it called? Um, my degree was in African-American studies and here I am going after an MBA. I didn't know I could do it, but I thought I could and I was willing to work towards it. So the problem with the goal you think you can do is, one, you're shooting yourself in the foot because you're greater than what you think. Two, because it's what you think you can do, this is why we double dutch through life. One moment you think you can and the other moment you think you can, it's all based on your circumstances. So you're not going to be consistent. As soon as it get hard, challenging, or difficult, you're going to do what's convenient 
because you're not committed to it because you really don't believe you can do it all of the time. The third type of goal is for what you want, right? And in order to accomplish the goal for what you want, you have to grow. When you set that goal, that's me saying I wanted to quit my job. That's me saying over the next year I wanted to earn a million. That's me saying over the next two years I want to earn a hundred million. Who I am right now or who I was when I quit my job, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew I was going to do it. Nobody accomplishes, nobody who accomplishes the goal knows that they were, how they were going to accomplish it. They just know it's going to get done and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get it done. So there's two questions we got to ask ourselves. Oh, by the way, the purpose of a goal isn't to get, it's to grow. Mm. Like what you get is a side benefit. Most people are so consumed with what they're going to get that they're setting goals from the spirit of lack and limitation, right? So I literally set the goal to grow because once you grow, you can never go back. So I can't go back to earning $2,500 a month. It can't happen. I've grown too much over the past six months. Can't happen. So um, Jim Rohn says, he said, there's a lot of times every now and then your income would take a lucky jump. But if you don't grow to where that is, it has come to find you. It's going to grow back to where you are. That's how people, they grow and then they go back because they haven't grown. So the goal is to always grow. And when you grow, there's so much more that you're able to do. So in order to accomplish that type of goal, you got to ask yourself two questions. And this is why you guys are uncomfortable. You got to ask, am I able to accomplish the goal that I want? Well, if you look at what science says about your potential or theology, which is religion says about your potential, you can do everything. Most people don't doubt um, what God can do. They doubt what God can do for them. So I, I was just in a position where just like, yo, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to stop doubting what God can do for me. Right. The second question you got to ask yourself is, am I willing to do whatever it takes? And if you answer that with a yes, you want to have your goal. Most people aren't willing to do whatever it takes because they don't want to fail. But when you avoid failure, you actually avoid success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's trial and error. It's all a part of the process of growth. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you finish up. No, I'll let you finish up. Yep. And the reason why we aren't willing to fail is because deep down we don't. And we got to fix that first. Re- re- repeat, repeat that, Ben. You cut out. Deep down what? We don't believe we're able. So a lot of times it's like when you ask people the question, like, do you think you can do this? They'll be like, yes. But when it's time to put their money where their mouth is, they're unwilling. And it's because deep down they don't believe we're able. So I focus on getting people to actually believe first before they take the inspired action. Otherwise, it's just going to be effort. And effort don't get you nowhere. Inspired actions get you there. You, you said you have a daughter, right, Ben? Uh, ju- just one daughter, or uh, you? How many kids do you and your wife have? My daughter, I got a daughter. She's six. My son is two. Okay, okay. So, a, a big part of uh, kind of how you put, I guess, the nail in the coffin isn't the right word, um, but you know, the, the, your, your your final crescendo there was, you know, and the and the main reason is people don't believe, and I'm a big believer actually. Uh, play on words that all behavior all belief systems are learned right mm-hmm. so when you when you think about being a father being a role model does that play into your plans for parenting oh absolutely yeah 
Um, I, I got a, and here's what's so interesting. I got a vision board in my kitchen or whatever. And I remember when I first put it up, um, my, my daughter, she just fell in love with it. All the activities that I got on there, all of the houses that I got on there. Mm. Um, it's, she, she just fell in love with it. She's just like, yo, when are we going to get our dream house car? So she went a house in a car all in one. <laughs> I'm not about to limit that. <laughs> it's like, combo. Yeah. So it's, they, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to add, it's, it's funny how when they hear you say stuff like that, they 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 already believe it. Like, they are like, you know, my daughter will ask me questions like that, too. Dad, when are we going to get the lake house? And, all, like, all this other stuff. It's like, Bray, we'll get there. Like, chill. Like Kind of we'll catches you off guard. It catches you off guard because they already, like, believe that, mm-hmm. you know. And so, no, it's, so it's funny when you, when you, uh, when you say that, Ben. Yeah, dude, I've heard stories of people earning, like, the reason I set the goal for a million in one year is because I heard somebody do it before. I'm just like, if they could do it, I could do it. Somebody, they right. went from, from zero to a billion in, like, five years. If they could do it, I could do it. I, I did some research on Amazon. I mean, I said Amazon. Yeah, I think it's Amazon. They they done did a trillion in business in 15 years, I think it is now. I'm just like, yo, there's so much that we're capable of doing if only we commit to a cause. Yeah, when you get to see what's behind the curtain, yeah. you know, yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to spend some time with a uh, a, a major top dog at uh, Target. You know, everybody knows what Target is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really connect with him that well. And my takeaway was it. My takeaway from it was like, man, like this is a publicly traded company. You know, his salary is public. Like. They got this guy, you know, this is the guy doing that. He can do that. You know, that I, you kind of reminded me of a moment where I kind of like, you know, started to believe in myself a little bit like, man, okay, I don't want to work for target, but if this guy can do that for them, you know, I wonder what I can do for me. Um, but yeah, I, I laud, I laud and applaud everything you've said. I mean, it's, I appreciate you dropping knowledge on us for free. I might add, thank you. Or Coop, you paid him, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but then we gotta charge people for this episode. Then. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Yep, so yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep. got it. Got it. Um, <laughs> Ben. Um, man, this was a a great episode, dude. Like I, yeah, it was a great episode. It was a phenomenal episode, man. Thank you very much. How can people? How can our audience connect with you, Ben? Um, if they want to, you know, follow or try to get in touch with you. Um. So, what's it called? They can find me on Instagram at Ben Coaching. Um, same thing on Facebook as well, or they can visit my website, benbycoaching.com. Awesome. That's Love awesome. It. Love it. Well, Ben, thank you very much, man. And uh, I will be following closely. Uh, no doubt. Caleb Coop, <laughs> it was a pleasure talking on here. Don't appreciate worry about you, brother. Me. I love doing this stuff. Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right. Yep. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. man um this is episode 86 right 86 86 um that was powerful dude yeah that's it's a lot to unpack man it's like yeah it was definitely a lot
Um, uh, I'm still, I'm still like trying to. I took notes. I, I got a little story. Um, t- well, you want to go then? I got a little story since you're still, you know, collecting yeah. your thoughts. Yeah, you good. Go. go. Um, my first big boy job. I was working. I was in sales, and a big part of like you know grooming me to become a manager. I still had to like work the sales floor. I was selling personal training. I was personal training to athletes. Um, this is actually how I ended up training that uh, major, major big dog for Target Corporation. Yep. Um, anyways, though, but when I first started out, like, man, I was in my own head. Like, I was just listening. Hearing his story, I was just listening to my old self. Like, I remember charging 79 an hour and thinking to myself, like, who is going to pay me 79 an hour to do the easiest job in the world, which with, you know, to me, which was personal training. Right. Um, and I remember when I left that job, I was being like, Hey, so like you can't work with me, but you know, you can work with so-and-so, you know, they charge, you know, they charge 99, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you get, I had so much confidence that people were like, no, I got to work with you. And it literally, I, it was like, it was like, I just, I, you know, I didn't have the time for them. Right. So it literally came down to like, well, if you want to be with me, it's 150 an hour or it's 125 an hour. Right. And you did, you just didn't blink when you said it and people paid it. Right. And, and it's, and it, you know, the belief might be one of the words of the night, but they believed in you. Right. And, but more importantly, I believed in me when I said those prices. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. Like how everything around us all starts with belief. Right. Um, Again, the gentleman, I'm not going to mention his name. uh, He always says like how you behave or believe about money is how you're going to re- like how it's going to be received to you or how you're going to receive it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like if you like think something is too like too much then obviously like you're not going to be able to charge that or like you're not going to be able to ask for that if you believe that that's too much right um so yeah it was just it was just powerful man um that's a great story that's a great story um, yeah i gotta follow this i gotta follow along with this guy man he is like He's lightning in the bottle. Um, yeah, like it's not many times I'm like lost for words, but the whole the whole goal thing, dude. Um, like setting what he said, he had three things: like setting goals, uh, that that don't grow you, or setting like there was three facets he he was saying, but he was saying like how we we don't set goals big enough, right, or we don't we don't set goals that are going to change, change us, um, you know, and not believing or not believing we're able to achieve them and not being willing. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just the, the power of writing goals, you know, he got the vision board. Um, but at the end of the day, you got, you got to believe that you can achieve anything and you also have to set, targets big enough right so those goals that you want to accomplish because like you know he said it like the goals that you put out there that you want are the goals that are going to achieve that 
that are going to grow you. Um, and he also said goals, the purpose of a goal is to grow. I got to write that down, bro. I got to Yeah, that. not to achieve, right? To 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 grow. Um, and talked about the the process, right? The journey. Um, and I've been hearing that a lot lately. And like obviously, Caleb, like our journey we've been on, uh, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's almost it's almost like, you know, like like yeah opening the store is great like but we we know the process is much bigger than just the one store right and enjoying the process like not being attached attached so much to the goal because the goal like i have sometimes i just feel like the goal is never going to be what what you want it to be especially if you make it the one thing right it should be a moving target it should be always you know always be a moving target right um yeah, man. What what else did he say? When whenever you say you can't, you must. <sighs> that that might be my line for twenty twenty two, bro. Yeah, that's 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 just a whole lot of. That's hey, a- I, I, I gotta get going, bro. I'll see, uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta bounce. Oh, um, man. Okay, you know, yeah. I don't I don't really want to hear that. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh. I don't want that heat. <laughs> Keep that heat in the kitchen, bro. Yeah, I'm, that that's too there. that's too warm for me. Uh, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> um, but no, but seriously, like th- this is a great episode. Like this one, like definitely play this one on repeat. Um, because there's a lot of stuff that I, I couldn't even process in this one. Like I was, oh, like, like I gotta give this dude some money. Yeah, that's kind of how that, I left it. Like honestly, I was like, dog, this is like, f- like literally coaching stuff, like coaching i hope you guys appreciate what what we do we bring these phenomenal guests on just brought on a coach basically gave you some free game that's that's a lot of free game all thanks to cooper's relationship capital it's all good bro no no worries i i, I do it uh what I, how you say it? i do it willingly it's all good it's all good i see anyway. that i see that anyways um any anything else caleb or no man i mean okay. We, to be honest, we both need to just re-listen to that and then we, we can talk again. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, yeah. Seriously, seriously. Um, please rate, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, episode eighty-six. We'll see you next week, everybody. See you next week.